Hi friends and welcome to The Geode, your guide to modern wellness and woo. I'm your host, Stephanie Wood. I'm a mom, a veteran, and a modern mystic, and I'm on a mission to create an inclusive wellness community. A few years ago, I found myself drawn to the world of spirituality and I loved it, but I also felt really self-conscious about what I didn't know yet. I didn't feel comfortable asking questions or showing up to certain events, and I definitely never heard or saw anyone with a voice like mine. Someone who's grounded, relatable, approachable, really funny, and also really witchy. And that's why I created this podcast. On the podcast, we're going to cover everything from astrology to crystal healing, energy work, human design, and even tantric Ayurveda, all from the perspective of relevant practitioners and thought leaders. I wanted to create a safe place for you to learn more about these contemplative and mystical practices and offer a variety of information so you get to decide what resonates with you on your own terms. I hope that you love it because I love you. Hey guys, today on the show we have AC Brown. AC's a human design reader. She's a spiritual guide, the owner of Goodnight Darling Co., a beauty wellness and herbal apothecary. She's also the host of Is My Aura On Straight podcast. I found AC through Instagram because I am personally super obsessed with human design. She does a really great job of breaking down the information in a way that is easy to process and is also empowering. We touch on human design during this interview, but we also talk about so much more. AC is a fellow New Yorker, and she also comes to the spiritual world with a business background, which I think is a really unique perspective that I enjoyed learning from. I hope you guys enjoy this episode and learning from AC as much as I enjoyed interviewing her. Um, I would like to really learn about you and everything that you do. And so I know that you're a psychic channel, a spiritual yes. guide, the owner of Goodnight Darling Co., a beauty wellness and herbal apothecary, a human design reader, and the host of Is My Aura On Straight podcast. Can you touch on each of these a little bit and uh, also kind of what came first, the, the psychic abilities led to the entrepreneurship or did entrepreneurship lead to the psychic abilities? Well... I've been psychic my whole life, so I don't even want to say that the psychic work brought out the entrepreneurship because I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Like everyone in my family has either owned a business or had some type of side business. So it was almost like I was born into being an entrepreneur and I think people are born <laughs> entrepreneurs because <laughs> um, it's really, it's not like the I don't want to say it's not the best thing, but it's very risky kind of thing. So I was, yeah, <laughs> say that. That was born into it. Okay. I was born into it, if that makes sense. It definitely does. And I do think that there's a certain kind of individual that re- really enjoys entrepreneurship. Um, how did you come up with feeling confident enough to turn your innate psychic abilities into a job? I feel like some people tend to have a hang up and what sort of became the catalyst or you felt like I know I have a gift and I want to share it with the world. Oh gosh, it was not like that at all. It was not like, oh, I want to share it with the world. It was weird. It was awkward. It was uncomfortable. It was a whole bunch of things for my whole life. I think when I really started embracing it, I would probably say in my 20s. And I really started. So let me backtrack. There will be so many instances where I would be around people. And I would get downloads or I would get things and people would always ask me questions. And I knew a lot, I know a lot about astrology and love astrology and all of that. And when people would ask me like, oh, you know, my boyfriend's a Libra and I'm a cancer. What do you think about that? And then 
I would notice that I would start, you know, giving information about them being Libra Cancer, but then it would get a little bit more in depth. It would get a lot more <laughs> like, but he's such and such. And they'd be like, yeah, how did you know that? And I'm just like, cause I knew, I already knew that. Right. But it was just, so I would say I just started being more comfortable with reading and picking up people's energies and channeling stuff and things like that. Uh, that's amazing. What I think is really unique about you specifically is what I'm finding is that most people who have psychic abilities uh, struggle with the entrepreneurship. You know, it's like a left brain, right brain thing where, you know, you have somehow been able to, and I, I'm sure this is a lot of work on your end, but find the balance of having, I mean, you have, a, you have an online store and a podcast and a psychic service that you offer. And so it's really fascinating to see you be able to do both where I feel like most people can only do one or the other well I mean it also does help that I have my MBA in marketing so that that kind of helps I did go to business school um so it's like I said for me it's business and entrepreneurship has always been like a part of my life so balance I think balancing it is something to be like what how can I balance it and figuring out like what I need to delegate or you know not to worry all of it's it is overwhelming I do do a lot but I am eliminating things as I go into the new year and getting a lot more clear on my path if that makes sense totally and I'm sure your part of entrepreneurship is kind of seeing what like how things shape themselves out. Um, today, I would love to really focus on human design, but I do want to touch upon your company, Goodnight Darling Co. Um, I know that's dedicated to help women women sleep. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I, I, a lot of women I, I speak with definitely have a hard time falling asleep. Um, so I'm just curious about the inspiration behind that. Sure. The inspiration came from my psychic stuff pretty much because I was having a lot of instances where I was astral projecting in my teens and I wasn't able to go to sleep. So I started taking over-the-counter sleep medication, Benadryl, Tylenol PM, those things to help me go to sleep. And so by the time I got to college, I was pretty much addicted <laughs> to it. And then I had a few tragedies and then through therapy, you know, they're like, I'm like, I can't sleep. So they write you a script. And so I was using them as just a way to sleep. And then my mom had a little intervention. She was just like, hey, your liver's gonna get really messed up. You gotta figure out a different way to fall asleep. And so I started researching different, probably I started with fragrance first and just different smells and things, how you can help use fragrance to help you relax and go to sleep and essential oils and all of that stuff. And I noticed that there weren't anything out there um, for sleep and the way I wanted to do it and I probably I let the company idea go for a while actually and I started focusing on film and um, photography and then years later as I was going through my breakup <laughs> um, I stopped sleeping again and I was like hey I wonder if there is a company that I can you know that has what I need and it still wasn't so I was like oh, okay I'll just do it so I just got all my recipes came up with the idea and the concept and launched everything in six months. So that's amazing. The, um, okay, I'll just do it. That's the entrepreneurship in your blood. You're yes. like, I don't say I'll just do <laughs> right. it. I'll just do it. <laughs> like, I'll just do it. Right. <laughs> I'm just let me go ahead and do well, it. Congratulations on your success. I saw you've had quite a few features. Um, yes. So that's really, really amazing. Congratulations. And certainly a real one of the many gifts that you're giving to the world. Um, I do want to learn a little bit more about you. Maybe give us uh, some sort of brief ex story of, you know, the girl in the playground to sure. the girl we're seeing today. Well, I'm from Queens, New York, from Jamaica State, yeah. St. Albans area, um, Cambria Heights. I lived in all of those. I even lived on Roosevelt Island for a short period, which was great. Um, when people hear that who are familiar with Queens, they're like, really? Lived in yes, I've ridden the tram <laughs> tons of times. <laughs> And the diner on Roosevelt Island, I don't even think it's still open, but they have the best burgers. But um, so I'm from Queens um, and born and raised. And then in high school, 
we moved to Jersey and then I went to finish my last two years of high school in Jersey and went to college in New Jersey. And so I'm from, you know, the East Coast and I have been, it's so funny thinking about me as a kid, I remember being like 14, 15, like always going into Barnes and Nobles and buying self-help books, even at that young of an age, like astrology and self-help. I remember me finding out who Les Brown was and Tony Robbins and buying those books and like, oh, I think I'm, I'm going to transform people's lives and help them out. Like it was always something that I always knew. Um, very, very young. Um, I, very, very young. Even to like, I used to tell people when I was eight, I'm going to be famous and wealthy. And my family like would literally just be like, okay. And so now I figured out now how I'm going to do that. And so that's a little bit of backstory. That's awesome. I love that. And for the younger listeners, Barnes and Nobles was Amazon at Brick and Mortar. By the way, (laughs) there's something called Barnes and Nobles and you would go there and look at books on the shelf and stay there for hours. And then Barnes and Nobles did a partnership with Starbucks and they had Starbucks in the Barnes and Nobles where you can sit down and eat and they sold things and they, they used to have story time for kids all and you could buy calendars there as well and magazines yeah, don't even get me started on how we watched movies <laughs> right exactly <laughs> tell us again miss brown about the right. of the books right like netflix used to actually send us dvds in the mail we had something called blockbuster video <laughs> Oh, man. Um, but I'm super excited to chat with you today about human design. So I, I, I'm very into it. I've, I don't know a lot about it, but I have used it and I've really found it beneficial. Um, I know that it was started in 1987 and that it combines astrology, Yi Ching, Kabbalah and the chakras. Uh, and that it's kind of like this weird, unique manual giving us language for our energetics. Can you expand a little bit more about what the fuck human design is? Yes, absolutely. So to sum it up, because everybody's built something from Ikea, and this is just my analogy that I use because it's the easiest. Um, If your natal chart, if astrology is a finished Ikea bookcase or desk or something you've built from Ikea, human design is that little instruction booklet on how to build it. So human design is, so here's how I break it down astrology is the what you can be what you should be what you will be it's a culmination of your life a snapshot of these are the things that might transpire this might happen you know you have transits in astrology at different times of your birth and you know different times ages and all of that stuff human design is how you actually fulfill that it's how you make those decisions and how you take the steps during to fulfill your natal chart Okay, that's I've never heard the IKEA thing, and that I was really helpful. <laughs> um, and it's it's really popular now. Why do you think people have really begun to catch on and and want to know more? It's actually not as popular as I think it should be, which is interesting. Um, it goes in in and out these waves. Sometimes it'll be really popular, then it'll go away, and then it'll be really popular, then it'll go away. Um, I think because it is another thing to learn. Astrology is ancient. So we've been adapted to that for many, many years and decades. It's so ancient. So human design is technically still a baby. When you think about the whole um, modality and concepts, you know, even the I Ching and Kabbalah, like all of these things are ancient. So human design is, you know, 1987, that's what making it only you know, 30 something years old, that's, that's a baby when it comes to different modalities. So there's a lot to catch up on there, you know, more practitioners, more people making it their own. I think um, 
why I feel it's not as popular is because of, you know, the, you know, the people who created it and they tried to keep sort of like a lid on it, like, um, you know, making people pay extremely amount money to be able to access it and get certified and all of this stuff. And so when you do that, it sort of puts a lid on it because it's not like sort of like open for people to adapt it and use their stuff. So, and hopefully that will change. Um, that is interesting. Yeah. And th that makes sense. That last bit that you were talking about, cause I realize also like there was only one website for a while where you can go to, to learn about what you're, and it wasn't necessarily so user-friendly. So I see now what you're talking about where the, the gap between the information and the accessibility to right. everybody. Okay. Um, so I know there's billions of individual variations and lots of different layers, but um, maybe talk about preliminary stuff like strategies and authorities, or are there like top three things you tell a client, like in astrology, everyone always looks for their sun and moon and rising. Is there an equivalent in HD? Like yes. if looking at their chart and they're like, you, you know, what are the few things they could look at? The best thing that I tell people when they're falling down the rabbit hole of human design is to focus on your strategy and your authority, but mainly focus on your strategy. So there's five different types. There's generators, manifesting generators, projectors, manifestors, and reflectors. So each of those aura types has a strategy to follow in order to move forward and progress towards their destiny, towards their purpose. Focusing on that is half the battle. Once you get that down, then it's a lot easier for you to incorporate the other things within your chart. Okay, cool. And can you talk about the, I think there's the four strategies and maybe embellish on them a little, is that right? Or they're, well, they're five strategies five. technically. So generators and manifesting generators, they, people look at them as one because they're in the generator family. They make up the majority of the population. So it's 35% generators, 35% manifesting generators. Their strategy is to respond then act. But manifesting generators, they have a couple of steps in between. So there's our responding, imagine, inform, and then act. And how I like to put the two is that if you think about um, a custom home builder who just builds one home at a time where you can customize it from start to finish, that is a generator. And then you think about a manifesting generator, they're like a Ryan Holmes or a Toll Brothers where they're building multiple homes in the subdivision where you go out and you pick out your tile. They, cause the mastery of generators is fine, is mastering over time. And the manifesting generators are finding shortcuts to mastery. Then you have projectors. Projectors make up 22% of the population. And I'm a projector and we're here to guide and direct other people's energies. But we have to wait to be invited to do that or wait to be recognized. And then you have manifestors, which make up 8% of the population. They're the only people in human design who can just do it. And so they're here to inform people and then act. And then you have reflectors who make up less than 2% of the population. And they're here to be a mirror or a karmic mirror to wherever they are. So their strategy is to wait 28 days before they make a decision um, because they need to feel it how it's going to feel in the long term because they're mirroring where they live, where they work. And so that's important for them. Okay. And the... So that's how you, these five types are how you should respond and embody your energy and process. Yes. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a total generator. Okay. I'm like a, like everyone's like, why do you have, it fits on them very interested. They're like, wow, you have so much energy, but I get confused on the, am I supposed to wait to respond or that's projectors? Like how, like, can you walk us through, let's say, um, a, a, a job. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to find a job that I like. For me, I just wait for a few things to come by, find the one I like and go for it. So here's the thing. And this is why it's a little skewed because the system was created by um, the, a baby boomer generation. So they live in a totally different kind of society. Like, oh, of course you can wait to be invited. 
we can't do that now so for you and we can use the job um kind of thing is for a generator you would say you wanted a specific job you were very clear you wanted to work at a bakery so you would then ask the universe oh send me some signs that that's the right thing for me to do and then you would be around you'd be online looking and there'll be bakery openings that's something for you to respond to so say for me as a projector i wanted to work in a bakery as well i would still apply and have a good resume and all of that stuff and then they would invite me for an interview then they would invite me for the job and then I could make the choice whether or not I wanted to go forward with it. So generators are responding to things externally outside of themselves and projectors are being invited to things to say yes to, but it has to feel good for everyone. Okay. Um, my mind is like racing because there's like so much I want to ask and I'm like also trying to process everything you're saying because So maybe let's walk through. So this is how the energy shows up. How do you know if you're, let's say someone's listening and they're like, they're they're getting an idea of it. How would you know if you're a generator and you're not following the generator design correctly or the project? Because you're trying to initiate things. Okay. But if like, so like I, if I wanted to have a podcast and I'm doing a podcast and I'm initiating it, is that you not- can still do that? Okay. However, the success of your podcast is going to be in response to your audience and saying, Oh my gosh, I really love those topics when you talk about fish. And then you would probably want to do more fish topics. So, or people say, Hey, you should start a podcast. You respond and you start a podcast. But all in all, these modalities and these things, they're not the end-all be-all. I have this thing called the 80-20% that I talk about. 80% of your astrology chart, your human design charts, they are accurate. The 20% of your influence, the way you were raised, religion, all of those influences that developed you into the person that you are today can sometimes outweigh all of that. The goal is for you to get back to the 80%, get back to the core of who you are. It doesn't mean that it's defining you. You are who you are and you happen to be a generator. You happen to be whatever your sun, moon and rising is. It is not, hi, my name is AC and I'm a projector. It's no, I'm a psychic channel. I'm a spiritual guide, teacher, leader. I happen to be Pisces. I happen to be a projector. I happen to be all these things that encompass who I am, but it doesn't define the whole picture. Um, I love that you say that. And I agree that it's a really important distinction to make because I definitely got sucked into the, um, like, this is my sun moon. And then at some point I was like, actually, I'm whatever the fuck I want to be, whenever the fuck I want to be it. And that was super liberating because I'm not always, or like, yeah, I just felt like I was, defending certain ways sometimes the 20 percent comes in and it takes over and it outweighs all of that 80 percent granted 80 percent of that about your natal chart about your human design chart is accurate but then you have 20 percent that is heavily influenced by a lot of things that you experience as who you are and which is your soul's journey your soul pattern the things that brought you here your destiny all of that stuff they're these modalities are guidelines to almost sort of give you a manual and say, Hey, you, you're here. Here's a manual on how you should do things. You might veer off, but just come back to this every once in a while to check in. I love that. And that's, I, when I was first unfolding into the world, like I felt like there was a way I was raised as a certain condition. And then I felt like that's not how I wanted to show up. And as I was deconditioning all of these things, helped me. And then as soon as I was able to bring in all the information, then I sort of closed up and was like, okay, that's not, that's not who I am. I'm a culmination, exactly what you're saying. I'm a culmination of all these things. Um, But it did give me some permission slips when I felt like, why am I showing up a certain way? I felt like these things were kind of like, oh, this is why I'm just predisposed to this information. And so that was like a really big help for me as I was learning 
who and what I wanted to be. And then after I got like all this little information that I really, now I feel like I'm in a place where I could be like, yes, I am some of these things, but I'm also whatever, whenever, like sometimes take on different traits. And that was something that I had, I definitely fell into this thing of like, but it's not right in my human design. So I like that you're saying that because I think it is important for people are just like living off of their charts. And also like, you're not living, like look up. Right, exactly. Exactly. Take a walk, enjoy life. Enjoy life, have fun. Yeah, Um, so it's a really good point and I appreciate that. But it did, it was really helpful for me. And actually I did a reading with my business partner and that was incredibly helpful. Um, Do you wanna touch upon uh, human design? Have you ever, have you done relationship or like Mm -hmm. groups? How how do you see that helping like a, a partner or a parent or groups? Well, I do that all the time corporately with teams um, and where teams hire me to just see the dynamics. And it's really about communication. That's what it boils down to is how your charts influence your communication and what that means and how you guys can play to your strengths and to communicate properly so no one's getting their feelings hurt. So no one is um, feeling unheard. And that's really what human design kind of does. It helps you hear each other um, on a subconscious level. Um, If someone's listening, is there a way they can look at their chart to see how they best communicate? Or is that a very complicated? That's a complicated thing only because communication wise, it depends on how the other person communicates. So that's why I work a lot with teams um, in, on a corporate kind of structure when it comes to communication and with relationships, of course, because it depends on what's in your chart um, and that 20%. And I pick up that 20% with my psychic channeling. So that's the difference. Cool. Um, what about, I, we, we did touch upon it before with, um, what about how you process information? Is that also, is there like, can someone look at their chart and sort of learn a little bit about how they process information? You can, um, and that's through your profile type on how the world views you and how you view the world um, and do different centers in your chart as well. Cool, can you talk us through the centers uh, and maybe what they mean if they're open or closed? Yeah, so if they're open, um, that means that you are heavily influenced, that you are susceptible to taking on other energies, other ideals with that center. So you have the head center, which is at the top, that's for ideas and inspiration. You have the ajana, which is next, which is about concepts and thinking. Then you have the throat center, which is about to act, to do, to be, to manifest. Um, Then you have your G center, which is about the center of self um, and your higher self. Then you have an ego center and your ego center is about worth and will and your heart. Um, Then you have your sacral center, which is about energy. Um, And then you have what is called the emotional solar plex, which is about emotions um, and that whole emotional wave. Then you have your root center, which is about pressure from outside, internal, all of that. And then you have your spleen, which is all about the intuition. Okay, cool. So basically my my neck and the two head are open. Okay, so your throat is open. Yeah. And your ajna and your head center is open. Correct. So that means I'm susceptible. You are susceptible to, of course, you're going to get a lot of ideas in your head center. And then you have a very fluid way of thinking about concepts and perspectives. And then your throat center, the problem with having an open throat center is that you will try and push your voice, push things onto people when they don't necessarily are ready for that so you have to wait until people invite you to speak or to say something and then it'll be a lot easier okay I also I thought it was also because I'm um like I'll just say like it doesn't always go through like all the filters it'll just like right so you right but then that will exhaust you and then you'll just start talking and then it'll it'll put a strain on there okay that makes sense yes okay Interesting. Okay. Um, 
And then the, I think you mentioned them briefly before, but the profiles, can you talk a little bit about the profiles? Just a tiny bit, because there's so many of them, but your profile is the how you do stuff. So there's a conscious number, which I'm a three, five. And so, okay, so we can talk about that since we're both three, five. So consciously, we are people who like to trial and experiment. Um, and then unconsciously, that five line is very knowledgeable, very in-depth. They um, Three fives are, they like to say, can seduce other people, can be seduced, bonds made, bonds broken. It's a very, um, the three five profile, like I said, the profile is the how you do anything. So it's how you experience people, how the world experience you. It's your personality. It's the way you do stuff, the way you love. So being a three five is you like to experiment before you fully commit to something. Um, you like to try stuff. And then once you know that it's not for you, you'll be done with it. Um, that bonds made and bonds broken is very, very prevalent with the three five. <laughs> okay. And that makes sense. I, I like to, uh, like, I feel the way I like to work through the world is just experiencing. Like I was in the army and I just love to see the world through personal life experiences. And that's how I relate. That makes total sense. Okay, cool. Um, so what, what do you feel like are some of the biggest maybe permission slips you've seen in your clients when they've done that? Like if someone's listening and they're like, I'm struggling with how I show up or I'm struggling with how I communicate or I just feel like, you know, ha have you seen something across the board in your human design sessions, like a permission slip that people really resonate with? Probably when they're following their strategy, when you figure out that you're responding to something or especially for projectors, when it's like, oh, I'm waiting for the invitation. So you're not forcing anything. And with all of them, when like, oh, I'm supposed to inform people, like there's all of these little caveats that I think the strategy is when you understand that you stop trying to, like I say, like I like to say, make fetch happen. <laughs> you try and stop trying to make things happen and allow you to align with what you're doing and how you're doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that seems to be something that I really like that these things provide where, you know, maybe you grow up a certain way and there's a conditioning. And you're like, I've been told my whole life I'm supposed to do this, but I can't. And then you find out that you can't because your makeup in some way through the human design, you realize like, oh, I take information through experience and not through books. And so though I grew up in a certain conditioning, now I understand how I really need to show up. And so, right. yeah, I, I think that it's um, certainly one of the tools that can help you along the way. And like you were saying, the 80, 20%, that it's, it doesn't need to be you know, like a manual that you're looking at every second through every decision. Right. Certainly a, a, a pretty good guide. Um, I, I'm curious if you have um, any sort of knowledge about how you compare to the Enneagram. Is it, I'm saying Enneagram, Enneagram yeah, or, Enneagram. Gene or Gene Keys? Well, Gene Keys is, so just a little FYI backstory. So the person who created Gene Keys and the person who created Human Design were friends at one point. Um, the person, Richard Rudd, was a student of Ra who created human design. And I don't know what happened, but um, they broke up, if you want to say, um, friendship-wise. And Richard went on to develop the Gene Keys, which is an, another accurate, very accurate tool, which I love. And I love using Gene Keys and human design. The Enneagram and the Myers-Briggs, things like that, those are personality tests. Um, anything that does not use your date of birth and the time you were born can be skewed. You can answer the Enneagram tests today and be one Enneagram number, and then in five years, your thoughts, views, and opinions can be changed, and you answer it again, and your Enneagram changes. So anything that doesn't actually use the time you were born, where you were born, your date of birth, in my opinion, it is not accurate at all because you can answer those questions differently. It can be skewed. Yes, it does help when you find that out, but it's not as sustainable as 
the gene keys as human design, as astrology. You make a good point because I took the Enneagram and like halfway through it, I was just like, oh, one more question. And so I don't know that my result is. Exactly. You don't know. But when you put in your birthday and time, that is accurate. Very cool. Um, and like in astrology, I know astrology is like the snapshot of the sky when you were born. Is that the same thing with human design? So the human design is your design is your design date, your birth date, and then it goes back to your, well, I'm sorry, your personality is the day that you were born. Your design is 88 days prior to. Okay. And that is usually the unconscious gates or the red lines in your chart. So that's your design. And so it's my belief that your design is what you're trying to get back to and overcome and master because those are unconscious. Okay. I'm the... Right, I think right or left cross of penetration. Okay, so there, there's over 188 crosses. Yeah, the yeah. So. <laughs> the, I, and I also am not sure which side, which probably makes a huge difference. Yeah. But, um. So, but if someone were to look that up, that's your destiny. It's the overall theme of your purpose. I like to say it's almost like. I like to say your incarnation cross is a roadmap to keep you on course towards your destiny and purpose. So it's, so say for instance, you're going somewhere in the Exodus 55, right? So while you're driving, you're going to see a lot of things that say 10 miles from Exodus 55, 20 miles from Exodus 55, whatever. Your incarnation cross keeps you on the road so you can get to Exodus 55. So if anything is not in alignment with your incarnation cross, it's like you're off course. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like you are simplifying a lot for me, but also my mind is like racing with all the like other questions and things that I want to ask. But I think also what I'm learning for me personally is my overall theme has been calm down so <laughs> that's okay <laughs> so, so i think i just need to take in whatever information you're giving me today and be like that's what we're going to learn today and at some point later we'll learn more right 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 no i totally understand that <laughs> i totally understand that is there anything so my audience are people who are very new to the world of alternative new age i mean what, what umbrella do you put this under is this new age uh -huh. what, how do you refer to it spirituality I wouldn't I don't yeah I won't say new age okay I know it's such a there's like this umbrella that's sort yeah of I would say spirituality um new age is more like 70s 80s like ooh, things were new age or or kids back in <laughs> back in the 2000s when Barnes Noble they had a new age section in there so <laughs> there was a new age section in the actual bookstore so I would just call it spirituality. Cool. So um, they are new. They are curious about spirit. They, they're curious and interested, but not necessarily very familiar. So to somebody who is curious, what piece of advice do you have? And what is maybe one more thing you want to add about the work that you do that may help bridge them from where they are to connecting with you? I would say to, to be ready, to be ready, to be ready to dive deeper into your own soul work. We are all here on a soul mission, whether you like it or not, it's whether or not you're going to accept that call and, you know, do the soul work. So that's really what it comes down to. If you're going to accept that call and do the soul's work, then yay. But if you're not, then it's probably going to be a little bit miserable for you, I would say. And that's a really good wisdom because that, that happened to me. I think I felt like when I got into this world, like that, like period, everything would be great. But it's actually now I'm learning it's a, ever, it's a lifelong journey. And so that was like the other set of I thought like when I got here you know the parade would happen right, and no. everything, everything would be great Sorry. and now <laughs> it's like nope now it's really time to do some work so 
that's kind of like the hard part. It's like, oh, I really have to work now. Yeah. Um, what about you? Do you have any guilty pleasures? Do you even believe there are guilty pleasures? I don't like calling pleasures guilty um, because we got to get out of that. Um, especially the way the world is going. We need to just do the things that we find pleasurable um, and move that way and lean into more your, of your desires. So I do have pleasures, you know, which are a mix between expensive chocolates, reality TV, <laughs> and, you know, ice skating. So it's like kind of all over the place sometimes. That's awesome. I'm a Bravo junkie. Yes, love me some Bravo. I'm looking forward to a lot of shows coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah, now that they can <laughs> film again. Um, what about you, you, you do so much, and um, I love your, um, one of the things I absolutely love, you give away a lot of information that is really generous, and I follow you on Instagram, which is how I found you, and I love the work that you do, and I love when you do the, um, the by Aura the aura, the aura. Yeah, I love that. Cause I, always, I always like to scroll to generator, but I really love it. Um, where do you get your inspiration for how you evolve as a business or just personally? Where do you, where do you find your inspiration? I let spirit lead me surprisingly. And I'm, I guess, and I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm in my thirties, so I'm not like, I just have a kind of old school mentality from the people who I've learned from is that you kind of not isolate yourself, but you, because I have a, you know, a family of entrepreneurs and I have a family of artists and I know a lot of people in the art space and creative space, how we've been taught or have, I've been taught is that you sort of have to remove yourself from all of the external things. And, uh, and so you don't get influenced by other people's ideas and so you create your own ideas and you make up your own ideas for yourself, if that makes sense. Yes. And that's probably what is really what I love so much about your, when I follow you on Instagram is it's unique to you. Yes. But people have tried to copy, trust and believe. I'm sure they have. Yeah. But we can, you they can have study. tried to copy. No, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you can at least tag. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and then what was the last book that you read or, and who do you go to for healings? Do you have healings or is it teachers? You know, who, who do you go to when you, when you're looking for that? Heal, healing therapy. <laughs> so that's where I go to. Um, and last book I read was it's not your money by Tosha Silver. I'm reading that again. Um, it's a really, really good book. It's a really good book. I love it. It's a really good book but it's called It's Not Your Money by Tosha Silver. Cool. I'm going to have to read that. Um, and then I just have two more questions. One is for a mom who's listening in um, and she's sort of like, I'm raising two projectors. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. But they take my energy, don't they? Yeah. But you also like recycle your energy on them. So you're making them more tired than I don't know. <laughs> it's a two way street. It's a two way street. It's give and take. It's a two way street. Okay. You're so like, I have to, I have to figure out how to get it. Cause I just feel like at the end of the day, I look like I've been hit by a train and they're just like, like whatever mom rallying. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, but it has been helpful for me to know that they're projectors and to understand that they function in a different way. Um, so to any of the moms who are listening, is there any advice or a recommendation or information you, you would like to share with them? I would say definitely find out your child's aura type for sure. And that would help them a lot um, growing up because if my parents, because both of my parents, I always like to say projectors most likely are born into generator families. Um, both of my parents are generators, pure generators. I'm a projector and projectors, especially we get very, very influenced by our parents because like you said, you can work, 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 work. So we're picking up that energy. Your kids are probably tired. <laughs> they probably are really exhausted. Um, and so as projectors get older, we think that we have to work to get paid, work to do stuff, all of these things. 
And we just don't have the sustainability for that. You know, that's really interesting. When you were saying that, the thought that came to me is maybe they are tired and they're just kind of like chickens with their head cut off. Like they don't know how to. They don't because you don't. You don't have to take a break or rest. You should, but your body is more susceptible to going the longer distance. So they're picking up on that. So that's why when you say, oh, they're draining me because they're picking up my energy. No, in actuality, being a projector, you're exhausting them because all of the energy that you have is keeping them up. And this is why I love human design because now I'm like, okay, they are tired. You know, they're running around, but they're running around like. One of my exes was a generator and I would purposely make sure I went to bed before him because if I didn't, I would be up all night. So I needed to go to sleep first. Okay. And um, that's fascinating. And I know there's like so much more like how you eat and where, but um, we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll do another podcast later. Um, the other thing that I, the, the last question I have is we sort of touched upon all the things that you do. Um, and I kind of want to close out with, um, do you feel like there's like one linchpin connecting? Like, is there one universal message being delivered to all your services and offerings I would say, hmm. yeah, I would say your soul's on the line. That's the one thing because your soul is on the line. And what I mean by that is that you are here to do a job, Um, whether we like it or not. We chose this body. We chose our circumstances um, because we're here to learn lessons and we're here to evolve into something else. So when we do get Um, to the other side we get to choose the next lifetime so you still have to do the work that you're doing here beautiful Um, and where can everyone find you and this will probably come out uh, late November early December so I don't know if you know what you'll have out then yeah um, hopefully my first book will be done Um, uh, and it's just going to be a channeled book Um, of my channels and things like that the stuff that I do channel Um, and I'll probably have some other stuff too and some courses out by then as well um, and different product offerings Um, but if you do you know want to work with me you don't see it just reach out um, because I'm moving into a different space where I'm you know working more one-on-one with people at a higher vibration and frequency um, and my actual, you know, one-off calls will be more of an experience um, that I'm doing. So, yeah. So just just follow me and keep a look eye out. You can follow me at acbrown.com, especially on my Instagram at acbrown, and you can subscribe to my YouTube channel and listen to the Is My Or On Straight podcast. Beautiful. And I saw on your website also that you do sell little books about um, aura mantras. I thought that was really nice. Yes. Well, it's, it's a download. So it's, it's actually, you can buy a download and just listen to me talking about my aura affirmations. Yeah. Very cool. Um, is there anything you felt like we didn't cover or anything top of mind? Uh, no, well, you, they can join me on Instagram every morning at 930 AM Eastern standard time for my, me and my guides. I read, um, what I channeled from me and my guides every morning on Instagram live. Wow. That's commitment. Listen, I don't want to do it. I've just been led to do it. Trust me. I don't want to do it. You but spirit said, yes, I am disciplining myself to do the work. So exactly. <laughs> well, you are really incredible. And from somebody on the receiving end, I am sure that not every day is sunshine and rainbows, but from somebody on the receiving and I, I really appreciate the work that you do, the podcast, the uh, information that you put on on Instagram, the hopefully one day a human design reading, but thank you for all the work that you do. I really appreciate it. I am someone who has benefited from it. So oh, thank you. I, I hope that that helps you when you're like getting up at nine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does help. I do appreciate that for sure. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you.
Connecticut states. How'd you get to Maryland? Love. A man. That's right. I read, I read your story some, or I heard it somewhere. A man. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) A man. (laughs) We are no longer together anymore. We're, we're friends. I actually talked to him like last week. He lives in Dallas now. Yeah. I think you had a podcast or you, you, or I read it somewhere. I I did know. A man brought me here. (laughs) A man brought me here. (laughs) But I like it though. So. Good. Yeah. Cool. You know, you do a lot. Do you sleep? Yes, I, I do. Sleep. <laughs> I definitely do sleep. I'm, I'm figuring it all out. Trust me. Um, I don't know if you know anything about numerology by any chance. Not really, no. Okay, well, I'm in an eight year. So it's a very like up and down kind of year of abundance and just getting things together. And then next year we, so everybody goes through a nine year cycle. So next year is a nine uh, year for me, which is endings, achievement and all that stuff. So it's like more clarity. So when, what's your month and day of birth? Not your, not your uh, year. Oh, oh, July 10th. So seven, seven, 10. 10. Okay. So you're in a three year this year. So look that up. That's a good year. Okay. Okay. Good. A three years about um, fun, creativity, stuff like that. So just look up three personal year. Okay. Oh, amazing. You're a wealth of knowledge. Um, yeah. And then you can see the theme cool. of how this year is gonna, you know, how it kind of okay. ends up. Interesting. Um, yeah. My year actually is devoted to fun. So it's interesting that that. Oh yeah. So that's, that's it. Cool. Three years fun, fun yeah. and creativity. All right. Good. Good to know. Um, and with that, I'm Stephanie Wood, your host. I want to thank you so much for dropping in. My next episode will feature an amazing guest from the world of wellness and woo, and I also want to hear your ideas. The Geoda is a guidecast for you, and if you drop a comment below, we'll take your request and do what we can to bring you that content you want to hear. Please subscribe and review and tell your friends. The Geoda is available on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else podcasts are available. Again, thank you so much, and I hope that you come back for more of the Geode, because wellness rocks, and so do you.